What's going on, folks? Open another edition here at Dick's Pick. Solo edition here tonight. No Dick Menges. Um, big week of college football this week. A couple big matchups I want to go over and a couple NFL picks as well. Um, we'll start off down in Columbus, baby. Ohio State versus Penn State. Probably the game of the year. Two top ten teams. Obviously, Dick Menges, you know where he's going with this one. Uh, he likes the Buckeyes big and the cover. Uh, I'm going to go with the Buckeyes as well. And I think they... Uh, don't cover that. I think it's a field goal type game. I'd bet the under in this game too. Two great defenses, top 10. Uh, I just don't trust Penn State's offense enough at this point. With Drew Aller, you know, it's his first real big test on the road as a starting quarterback. Um, you know, the only game, big games really played this year, West Virginia and Iowa, but they're at home and, you know, those two offenses really aren't great. Um, definitely not Ohio State. So I think there's a lot of pressure in this one on Drew Aller, and, these, and this receiving core really hasn't been that good either. Um, definitely a great defense, and Manny Diaz is leading the charge right now. Um, but Ohio State has been just as good on defense as well. This offense hasn't been as explosive. Uh, Kyle McCord has been playing better recently. I think he gained a lot of confidence with that comeback victory at Notre Dame. Um, so I expect, I expect this team to come out and you know feature Marvin Harrison a lot. We'll see if Abuka and Henderson play, but I still don't think it matters. Um, I think they'll win at home. It's hard to win on the road in college football, especially these top 10 matches. I mean, you saw last weekend, Oregon had every chance in the world to close that game out at Washington, but Washington was at home and, and kept fighting. Obviously, Dan Lanning, Mr. Analytics, helped them out a little bit there, but um, Washington was able to get a key win. I mean, there hasn't been many uh, top 10 road victories in a while. I mean, other than Michigan last year over Ohio State, it's one I could think of. Uh, I know Oklahoma went into Ohio State with Baker. I mean, it's going back a little far, but uh, these top 10 matchups, it's hard to win on the road. So I like the Buckeyes. But I think Penn State keeps it within a field goal in this one. Um, we'll move on. We got USC versus Utah. Big game. I mean, obviously, USC got a bounce back, not only from last week's pantsing to Marcus Freeman and uh, Notre Dame, um, but they lost twice last year to Utah. This is a team that really ruined their season. I loved every second of it, but, uh, you know, they got to bounce back. So uh, I do expect a bounce back here. I think they win and cover. Dick Menges does as well. Uh, I never really pick USC on this show, but Utah's offense is, I think it's like 110th in the country right now, really struggling. Uh, unless Cam Rising comes out of nowhere and plays, I'll give him a shot, but still he hasn't played in a long time. But uh, this quarterback thing has been good for Utah. Their defense is really good, so I think it will keep them in the game. Um, but I think even USC's defense could be able to get some stops against Utah. And they, they weren't really the problem last week either against Notre Dame. It was more Caleb Williams turning the ball over. They had really no run game. That offensive line got absolutely exposed um, by Marcus Freeman and Notre Dame. They were all over the, the quarterback uh, making plays. So uh, I think it's a good matchup, though, for USC. I think at home. They bounce back, able to get the offense rolling a little bit, and I think his defense will look okay uh, just because Utah really isn't that explosive in an offense. Uh, another Saturday night game, we got Duke versus Florida State. Um, I like Florida State, so does Dick Mendes. I think at home they win. Duke, I mean, Riley Leonard's had a great year, but I'm not sure if he's even playing in this matchup. He's questionable. No one's really sure, but um, if he plays, he'll be a little bit closer. But I think this is Florida State's year uh, to take over the ACC. I think they get it done. Uh, with a big win at home. Then the big SEC matchup of the weekend, we got Tennessee at Alabama. Obviously, it was a classic last year where, where Tennessee won at Rocky Top, 52-49. Uh, great game, high scoring. I don't expect it to be like that this year. I think it will be more of an under game again. 
you know, the defenses are much better and the quarterbacks aren't as good. I mean, Milrow's been playing a little bit better, um, but he strictly is, is most effective throwing the deep ball. He's really not a guy that's going to pick you apart. And Joe Milton for Tennessee got a rocket of an arm, um, but not very accurate. Uh, he doesn't, you know, run the offense or have as much command as, as Hendon Hooker did last year. Um, and obviously the run game for Tennessee has been good. But Alabama, you're running right into a brick wall with that run defense. And their defense has been solid all year long. So I expect an under game. Um, but I like Alabama to win. Uh, Dick Mendes likes Alabama to win as well. But he thinks Tennessee uh, will keep it within the points. I'll say Alabama wins and covers at home. They get revenge from last year. Again, big deal. I like Alabama at home. Um, and then we'll move on here to the Big Ten. Another you know decent matchup. we got Minnesota. At Iowa, Iowa coming off a big win last week at Wisconsin. Uh, Tanner Mordecai obviously went down with the injury. That helped Iowa a lot. But Iowa is the king of winning ugly football. Other than the Pittsburgh Steelers, I mean, both black and yellow, man. I mean, they, they win ugly football, both these, these teams. They win ugly football games with defense, turnovers, special teams, just enough, uh, a little bit of offense sprinkled in there. But it's it's pretty pathetic for, for Iowa's offense. Uh, they're down to the backup quarterback now. They're two top tight ends done for the season. Um, so I, I know I picked them to win the Big Ten West before the year. I think they still will be able to do that. And I think they'll win here at home versus Minnesota. It is a sneaky matchup, though. Minnesota hasn't been good this year, um, but their top running back is coming back fresh off a of bye week. So I think we'll be close in Iowa camp only when I was just like I said, their offense is pathetic, but uh, they find a way to win games with special teams. They got a great punter. I mean, he's he's a that's their best offense is their punter, um, and their defense has been special really the last couple years. So I think it will be another. I mean, the over and under in this game is 32, folks, 32. I mean, just think about that for a second, how low that is. I mean, I think it's going to go under, too. I mean, I think Iowa wins like 14, 10, 17, 13, something like that. Um, but I got Iowa in this game. Just to recap, you know, what's going on here in college football recently, I mean, we had a big – uh, Red River, you know, shootout game here a couple weeks ago. We both had Texas, Dick Mendes and I, and Oklahoma went in there and won. I think I had, um, you know, Oklahoma, I was high on them coming into the year. I thought they were going to be approved, but I didn't think they'd go, you know, beat Texas in that game. But Dylan Gabriel put on a great performance. He was really special, especially that last drive leading them down the field to beat Texas. Um, and I think those two will match up again in the Big 12 championship game. So it's not the end-all, be-all for Texas. They still have a shot. Uh, they just got to beat Oklahoma. Um, and, and both these teams' schedules is pretty easy. I mean, the rest of this Big 12 is, is tired, folks. I mean, it's not very good. K-State down, TCU, two teams that were good last year. A lot of high expectations for Texas Tech. I was one of those guys that bought into that. They're, they're down and stink. Um, Baylor and Dave Aranda, they're talking about firing him. So, um, Oak State's come on in, in recent weeks, but you know they're not as good as they've been under Mike Gundy. So, um, and West Virginia's a bit of a surprise in the Big Twelve, though. But they're not, you know, top twenty-five contenders or anything. So, I think those two teams will will lead the way there in the Big Twelve. Um, and then also a few weeks ago, um, you know, obviously last week, um, big game with with Washington, like I said earlier, but also Notre Dame. I mean, they kind of eliminated themselves to the playoff with Louisville losing down there on the road. It was an ugly performance by the offense, and everything went right for Louisville. At home, they were fueling themselves, and they come up here to pit, pit off a of bye week, um, and pit upsets them outright at home. 
Um, typical pit win. And Jeff Braun, I mean, every even at Purdue, every time he had a you know upset win, the following week they lose. So I think that was an easy one to kind of foreshadow there. But obviously that was a big game. Um, and this Texas A&M situation with Jimbo Fisher is getting really interesting. They lose to Alabama in a game they probably could have won at home. And then last week, another game that was up for grabs, and they lose to Tennessee. So, I mean, I think his seat just keeps getting hotter and hotter, folks. Um, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to these Big Ten matchups the next couple weeks. Obviously, Ohio State, Penn State this week. I think in two weeks we get Penn State and Michigan. Michigan got to go on the road, and they haven't been tested all year. And then we'll see what's going on with this sign-stealing you know, controversy here. I, I don't really see much into it. Even Dick Menzies didn't, and he's a – Obviously, a big Buckeye fan. Didn't really see anything wrong with what was going on there, so we'll see how that plays out. And then, obviously, the game um, at the end of the year, you know, Michigan-Ohio State's going to mean a lot, you know, not only for the Big Ten, possibly national championship, but and definitely in the playoff chase. So, I mean, you look at that top ten, I mean, there's so many teams right there for the taking, and you got teams in the Pac-12 with, you know, Oregon still ain't totally out of it. You know, you got um, Washington, Obviously, Texas and Oklahoma, like I mentioned, Alabama ain't done yet either. They could they could run the table here, um, and Georgia could be susceptible here. With Brock Bowers out four to six weeks, he'll probably be back for that SEC championship. Um, but they got a couple tough games coming up here, playing Ole Miss. They're playing um, Tennessee. Um, so a couple tricky games before they you know get to the SEC championship, which Georgia will be in. Um, and then you look at a team. You look at a team like Florida State, they got it there for the taking right now. And, and Penn State got a great opportunity this Saturday. Um, but like I said, I, just, I don't have enough trust in this offense yet. And James Franklin, uh, another thing, I didn't even mention that. I mean, I think he's a pretty good coach, but he just can't win these top 10 matchups or any big games. He hasn't been able to win and, and get this program to the next level. So that's another reason why I like Ohio State at home. Um, we'll transition to the NFL real quick. Tonight we got the Jags at Saints. I like the Saints at home in this one. You know I've not been a big Dennis Allen fan in this one. Trevor Lawrence is going to suit up in this one, um, but he's he's banged up a little bit. I think you know they had those two straight weeks over in London, which they won and really have, have turned around their season. They kind of started off sluggish, but Jags will play a lot better. Um, they get a big win at home versus the Colts, who are a hot team and absolutely you know pants them and made Minshew look really bad. Um, but I think this is tough on the road, short week. Uh, Saints need a win. I think Derek Carr, another week healthier, getting in the flow with these guys at receiver, Michael Thomas, Alave. Obviously, Kamara's you know, back from suspension. But this defense has been solid all year for Dennis Allen. So I think they get a win at home. And then obviously the big game um, of the weekend, we got Miami at Philly. Uh, I think Philly bounces back as well at home. I think I expect a shootout. Um, but I think... Miami, I mean, they haven't really played many many teams here. I mean, they got crushed by Buffalo on the road, but, I mean, they've beaten Carolina, New England. Uh, they beat the Chargers week one, I guess, is an okay win, but the Chargers is very average, and Staley needs fired. Um, so, I mean, they haven't been that impressive. Um, or, you know, the teams they've played have not been that impressive. I mean, they've, they've been good in those games. Though. They've taken care of business. Obviously, Panson and blowing out the Denver Broncos and Sean Payne, which they're a disaster. Um, so, but I don't think they've been tested too much. I think on the road, Philly, it's a perfect spot coming off the loss to the Jets, which, you know, they, they pretty much gave it away with turnovers. Um, I like Philly at home. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts bounces back. 
I think this pass rush will, will get after them, um, but I expect a shootout type of game. And really the coach's fired list, folks. Dick Mendes and I both had day ball, number one. I mean, this guy, he needs fired um, on prime time again. They didn't get pants. I will say they competed. I think Tyrod Taylor did all right, but the way they yelled at him at the end of the half, blaming it on everybody else, always blaming people, yelling at him. You made the call, you dick. You know, on the uh, the first and goal before the half, running the ball, and then they, they stop him and the clock runs out. You know you had no timeouts. Horrible clock management. Uh, and even the call at the end of the game was a little bit, I don't, I'm not, I mean, it looked like a penalty, but I'm saying the play call wasn't that great, so... Um, but I, I, he's definitely number one on our list. Uh, another guy that's creeped up on my list for sure is Bill Belichick. And I saw it today, Robert Kraft, you know, talking about moving on from at the end of the season. I think he's a great coach. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Um, I think it's nonsense. I think him and, and Brady were the perfect match. I mean, obviously the player gets more credit. They're, they're playing the game. The coaches can't play for you. Um, but I think they're both great. So I don't really like that argument, but I would like to see him go somewhere else. I think his days in New England are numbered, and I think his days as a GM. I mean, he needs some help on the offense side of the ball, evaluating some skill positions. They have zero right now, zero. And Mac Jones stinks too, um, but Belichick deserves the blame, part of the blame as well. I mean, he has been the GM and drafting these guys and, and putting out the roster, and he hasn't done as good as a job. And, and Mrs. Brady to be that, you know, the the commander, the, the leader of the offense. Someone he can really, you know, trust in. And then he can just, you know, take the defense out of the ball. The defense is still solid. He's a great defensive coordinator, uh, great defensive head coach. I think the best ever, um, for a matter of fact. But I just think he needs to, to move on from New England. I think it will be good for both parties. I think New England needs to start fresh and just try to restock at those skill positions and where they're at now. They could even continue to lose, get one of these top quarterbacks, you know, Drake May, Caleb Williams, probably not. I don't think New England's going to get the number one pick, but you never know. Uh, Michael Penix, I mean, this is a good quarterback class, so I think it be, could, could be good for them to just restart this thing and reboot. And I think Bill, I'd like to see him go to the Chargers, replace Staley. They need, you know, Staley's a defensive head coach, but this defense stinks. And I know Bill, I know Bill Belichick would get that defense right. And they have skill positions in place from already a good quarterback in Herbert. You know, we've got Eckler, Keenan Allen. Um, you know, Mike Williams obviously injured some other, you know, nice role players mixed in on that offense. I think it'd be a good spot for him and, uh, you know, try to beat Don Shula's record there. Um, so, um, but he's definitely risen up the list for me and the rest, you know, really hasn't changed since the last time we were on the show. Um, obviously, you know, Tomlin's off the list after getting that win against Baltimore. I still don't know how they won. Um, Zach Taylor's off my list. They've won a couple in a row here. Um, he was towards the bottom of mine anyhow. Uh, Stefanski's moved down, and they got a big win, you know, upset of the weekend versus the 49ers. Um, a guy like Frank Reich, I've never been, you know, a huge fan of him. He's moving up, obviously 0-6, winless right now. Eberflus, we, Dick Mendes and I, we called that win on Thursday night over the Commanders, but and they fell right back down to earth, losing to Minnesota, who didn't have Justin Jefferson. And now this week, you know, Justin Fields hurt down at, down a Tyson Badgett, a Division II undrafted free agent. I'm rooting for the guy. I hope he does well. But, boy, this Bears team's a mess, and, and Eberflus and the GM are probably on their way out there. So should be a great weekend of football, though, folks. Uh, we'll get back on the show next week. Dick Mendes will be back on as well. Uh, should be a great weekend of football. Enjoy Ohio State, Penn State. Low-key, I think Ohio State wins. 
But I'd love to see Penn State win, folks. You know that to mess with Dick Mendes the next time on the show. But enjoy the show, folks. It's Halloween season, fall, great time of the year. Have a great night.